0: I mean, so the areas we bought in, we don't, we know we will appreciate the asset because the way that the value of these properties increases is by the amount of money that nets, that it nets. So it's income minus expenses equals yeah. its net operating income. And that is how the, that determines the value of the asset so like if you're thinking about well I had rental properties and in the last crash you know my neighbor defaulted on his loan and then my you know prop by comps went down or whatever it's completely different with commercial it's a whole different ball game yeah. So the thing that we strive to do is to run it as efficiently as possible, find an area where we know there'll be a demand and increase the the market rents. And from those things, that um, increases the value of a property, you know, pretty quickly because, you know, in an area that's growing, there's always going to be demand for housing.
1: Got it. I like it. So there's another thing you said that I liked, which was the myth or the mindset shift people have to go through to go from essentially scarcity of wealth, which is accumulation versus utilization.
0: Yep. Correct. Instead of
1: like, how much money can I put in my bank account? It's how can this money be earning the most money possible for me in the lowest risk way? Correct.
0: Yep. That's, that's a hundred percent it. And it does it. It's also that scarcity versus abundance mindset. Um, And uh, you know, putting your little, all your money into your nest egg that you have no control over really leads people to be fearful and, you know, um, kind of scared, you know, especially when they don't understand why the market's going up and down. And there, I'm pretty certain that no financial planner can tell you why, why it goes up and down or, you know, when the next volatile time is going to be. So that I think breeds itself with fear. If you take and realize there's an abundance, there's, you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can do this. I'm not saying to take all your money from your 401k and do this, but I'm saying take, try it, you know, try, try something out to learn.
1: Diversify. So what would be the different buckets you would have people put their money in and what would be the order
0: um, <laughs> I have people ask me this and I'm probably not the best person um, because I uh, I did at one time I had my series 6 license and I just felt like the volatility in the stock market I went through the you know 2007 eight nine time um, and it it was, it was hard because the none of us six knew is that that a was,
1: stockbroker license.
0: Yeah. It's series six. Yep. So that I can manage money into mutual funds. And, um, shortly after that time, I was like, you know what, I, I just don't feel comfortable doing this because the, uh, training that I get, you know, that I got for doing that, it doesn't, it, it's like figure out where the peop- the asset allocation, their age, put them in there and, you know, and let it ride out basically, you know, and check them, check in every year. That to me, I would like to understand things a lot better than that. And I just couldn't get my questions answered. So it was a bummer, but I gave back that license because I just, I just didn't feel comfortable with the responsibility of, of managing people's money uh, when I don't know, you know, what's going to happen, uh, other than you, ju- they just need to wait and and it'll come around again. That wasn't good enough for me, so I've always invested in things I understand and I understand. I understood real estate, uh, single family real estate. Then when I started to understand these bigger commercial deals for me, that's where I. I understand it, and that's where I put I put my money where I
1: understand what's happening with it. And uh, I think so, to me that would be the best piece of advice to give anybody. Yeah. Um, I I read a lot, and I speak to a lot of people um, about really all things business and money because that's my world. Yeah. And uh, one of the pieces of uh, a book talking about Warren Buffett's investment strategies. Don't remember the book, don't remember anything else, but I remember this piece because it really spoke to me, um, was the advice taken from his strategies to only invest in things you understand, Mm -hmm. right? And then there were other pieces, right? Things that, you know, have a certain level of reliability and a certain level of, you know, not industry ownership, I forgot what it was called, but basically not that they have a monopoly, but they have a place in the industry that would be very, very hard to wipe out, right? a very strong position in their industry. And, um, but, you know, one of the things they would say about Buffett is he never invested in tech because he did not understand it. Yep. Right? And to invest in anything you don't understand puts you into a fear state, right? So you're, you're attracting <laughs> negative energy and more fear and failure, um, but also gives you less of a chance of success you know, and the way around that is to work with people that you trust that have a good track record. I have a guy who's stock market genius options trading, like, and I get it. I get it enough that if I really put my attention to, like I almost majored in finance, but all my finance friends were um, having nervous breakdowns in their junior year on um, internships. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do marketing. (laughs) It's not for me. I don't like the pressure. Um, So I understand numbers Really well, but I don't love the pressure. And he's like, SD, you gotta get into this. And I'm like, no, all I'm gonna do is give you my money because you live and breathe this. And I don't want to. Exactly. I like to do what I do. I like to turn ideas and into businesses and businesses into more successful businesses. That's what I like to do. You like to do this, and I like to hand my money to people who like to do what they do well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, as long as but I do understand it, like I understand it enough to know how it works, to know what he's doing, to know why what he's doing makes sense, to understand why he's good at what he does um, and to see his results, which are amazing. Mm -hmm. And that, I think to me, that would be some of the best advice when people are looking to invest, right? And you kind of said Mm -hmm. that, track record, team, experience, and, and we'll add the layer of understand it. Understand enough about how this thing works, not that you would necessarily be able to do it as well on your own, Right. But you get it.
0: Because I think that's what you see from the wealthy people as well, is they understand the importance of investing in a team uh, uh, because they have more important things to do, or maybe they don't, but they uh, they invest into people, ideas, um, business plans. That's what wealthy people invest in. The average person invests in the 401k, which... They have. I mean, you have a strategy that you're doing. You know, you have a person that you trust. You know, 401k. I mean, is managed. You know, uh, who knows who it's managed by? Then you've uh, you're investing in thousands and thousands of companies. Would you? I would. Anyone even know who runs even one of the companies that they're invested in through their mutual funds? Probably not. So,
1: uh, yes, it's it's diversified, I guess that's what they say, but the the funds is diversified, but your money's not diversified, right? It all in one bucket. That bucket has a lot of things in it. So overall over time, it should be okay. As long as you don't need it at a time when it's not okay. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. That's a thousand. As long as you're not retiring in the equivalent of 2008 or 2000 or whatever, um, then you can wait it out till it goes back. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. Stephanie, this has been great. Is there anything else you would want people to know about this that you think is really important?
0: Oh, um, I mean, I, I just think that this 2012 really opened up a, a real opportunity um, for people and- um, Because of know, the
1: advertising?
0: Yeah, or I think just making it more accessible for people. So before 2012, unless you knew someone, you know, had a connection into someone, you would never even be able to know about this now because of- You
1: wouldn't have been able to go on podcasts before Correct. that and talk about this.
0: Yes, I could call- okay. I could go on podcasts and talk about the idea I couldn't talk about, um, what kind of returns we get or, or anything really? like that.
1: Yeah. These rules are fat. Like the more I learn about these like little nuanced rules, they blow my mind. Yeah. And they do make me feel like it was written by people who were trying to keep it in a small club. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I we're mean, not going to tell, We're no, everybody. It's like, it's like, it's like, a and I always think of it as a boys club. Right. But like, it's like, everyone got together, like boys got together. They're like, okay, guys. This is a secret. Everybody pinky swear. Okay. We're not telling anybody else and we're going to write it in our code of honor. No one's allowed to share. Okay. All right. We're all in one, two, three. Good. You know, and that's kind of what it feels like to me from a legal perspective. Yeah,
0: it it really, it really does. So what what the cool thing is, is now someone can just, you know, look up syndications
1: or I want to know who undid did it. I want to know. And I want to know if the boys club went after them. (laughs) and um I mean just
0: look at you there's so much now that's available on the internet and so and so That's really where it starts I say people to start doing their research um you know and work with because there's a lot of people in this industry doing good things actually so
1: I love it. No, and this is the information age. And the more people talk about fake news, the more I really see that what's happening is not fake news. That's always been around. What's happening is the debunking of fake news, the insight that the news is fake, the sharing of truth, the sharing of information and stuff that really wasn't accessible before, you know? And, And, you know, whereas, I think you know. Twenty years ago, we entered the information age. It's almost like we're entering. I don't want to call it the age of truth because there's there's a lot of falsehood out there, but but the beginning of access to it. And like, I think the word debunking speaks to me the most. Right? Like, we're turning it over. You know, and in every in every age, there's a certain type of revolu- revolution. I guess to me, this is our revolution. It's like the information revolution, as opposed to the information age. It's like, no, like we're getting all the information accessible. We're breaking down the barriers that it's not like the individuals, you know, are protesting in the streets for bread. We're protesting in the streets for real information, for access to everything, for access to the things that were withheld or held by, you know, only what quote unquote, the elites um, or the secrets. And there's no more secrets. There's no yeah. more secrets. Yeah. You know? Okay. There's a couple left if you really burn it well, but not that many, because yeah. Apple has them all. They just won't give them <laughs> out. Uh, that's another topic. Um, so Stephanie, tell people where they can find you, find out more about you.
0: Oh, the best place is to go to my website, which is www.airbayerbewealth.com. Dot com. And there's just a tremendous amount of information and educational material, because that's really where my focus is, is trying to get people to understand this type of investing and, and feel comfortable with it and outreaching to, you know, a different group of people, um, the I did put a new um, report up. It's, it's called the Five Reasons that Passive Investing might be for you. And that's a great place to start because it'll really just go over all the benefits a lot most people we haven't even touched on that are that are benefits of investing in this type of, of real estate.
1: Um, if I remember correctly, one of them is if you keep turning your money over into new deals, you don't have capital gains tax.
0: We have strategies and that's another that's a, another big thing of the wealthy, which they do differently than the average people is they have a tax strategy. And guess what? since these things have been accessible to the very wealthy for so many years, um, there are amazing tax strategies that weren't touched, you know, even Biden talking about certain things that they were potentially gonna eliminate. Nothing. Uh, there was 1031, which yeah, that could affect it a little bit. But the biggest tax benefit we have wasn't even mentioned. Uh, so, it, and I think it's probably because it benefits a lot of people that have a lot of money. So, that's still in there as well.
1: I hear that, and I I think for me, the more I learn about this, the big and you know what. <sighs> it's just the way it is, right? The refrain is like, you know, we've all been lied to, but everyone only can explain as much as they know, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but the general idea, which is perpetuated by the media to the masses um, and not just the media, it's it's how so many people live and, and it's brought down is, you know, work hard, save up, make it through. And that's just not, there are so many, legalities, nuances, tricks, shortcuts that no one ever learns. No one Um, ever learns.
0: Also it's, I call it, and I, I'm not the one that came up with this, but uh, it was in a book. I read uh, golden handcuffs that people get um, into their job. Whereas like I Mm -hmm. sold my agency. It wasn't that I didn't love it. There were certain aspects that I did love, but um, now I truly am I'm doing something I love, you know, and, um, I'm giving much, I think I'm giving a lot more back to the world than I I was being an insurance agent. And I think that everybody's entitled to that, you know, to do what they love and by having the cash flow coming in gives you those options.
1: Totally. I mean, that's my motto. Do what you love, earn buckets of money, have time for your life and family. That's, that is the essence of what I want to bring to the world. So, definitely in alignment with that. And yeah, Golden Handcuffs, I had that with one of my clients, was tied to a company with a really nice salary, um, but very hard to get out of. <laughs> so, and wanting to go into entrepreneurship and, you know, the, yeah. Golden, golden handcuffs are really, we talked about turning the golden handcuffs into a golden goblet. That was like the the paradigm we were working on and the transition out of the job and into, into a sense of freedom that could earn him even more than the job. But we all, I think we all get stuck in places where there's a part of us that knows on the other side, it'll be better, but the journey through Seems so intimidating and, and it is challenging. It definitely is. I, and I study neuroscience for fun. So, like getting out of the old brain patterns into the new ones is the hardest part of it, right? <laughs> of the whole thing. But when you get there, it's always better and brighter. Uh, so, I want to end. I want to ask you for a quote. Surprise, didn't warn you. It doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. But I love quotes to send people on their way.
0: Oh, well, the one that um, comes to mind is. Um... I think it's a Warren Buffett quote since you brought him up. Um, and oh gosh, uh, it's rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. Haha. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is uh, Very, you know, applies very much in the real estate because it, that, that is not something that happens is, um, is losing money. as If you look at real estate as an asset over the past 50 to 100 years, it 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 just
1: doesn't. It's super stable, 100%. Stephanie, thank you so much. Guys, for all of you listening, give me your feedback. Tell me if you like this new format that we're playing with. Uh, share this episode. This was really enlightening with anyone who is investing, looking to invest, looking to maximize their investment and start to hit that well-desired space of financial freedom. And we will catch you next week.
0: You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdran.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?